that I didn't know he was going to mention about the wedding anniversary. Yeah, it's been uh, 23 years for my wife and I. That's pretty good, I guess, huh? And uh, I let the Lord, it's way too loud up here. It's hot. Can you hear me okay? Or you probably hear me too good. Uh, yeah, 23 years ago today, at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, my wife and I got married. And uh, I let the Lord pick her for me. Amen. It's been heaven on earth. Now, we've had our issues like any married couple, but uh, we've gotten through them with uh, the love of God. And amen. amen. Praise God. You know, any couple, married couple, has issues. I don't care who you are, and any couple that says they don't, they're lying to you. Did you hear me? But uh, you get through them with the love of God. Amen. And so I let the Lord pick her for me. And uh, but but it's been heaven on earth, and she is just the best wife that any man could ever have, and I'm just so blessed. And so, yeah, our uh, wedding anniversary. I remember uh, it was a hot day 23 years ago, just like it's going to be today. And I remember the air conditioning broke in the church. <laughs> so all of our wedding pictures, you can see my shirt and her dress were just like soaked. You know, it looks like we were having a swimming party. You know. But uh, but you know what? And I'll tell you something else. I, you know how much we spent on our wedding and our cake and uh, honeymoon and the whole thing? $1,000. That probably included the ring I bought her at the time. But you know what? You don't have to spend a lot of money to have a good marriage. Amen? Did you hear me? Amen. I've seen some folks spend $100,000, $300,000 and they're divorced in six months or a year. That's not good, is it? So, you know what? It's more than about money. It's about the love of God, isn't it? Praise God. So, just thought we'd throw that in. Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for the word that will go out now and be a blessing to your people. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Um, let's open our Bibles today. Open our Bibles. I think you'll find this interesting. Today, <laughs> Proverbs 17 and 22. Now, will you stick with me to all the way to the end of the message? Yes, sir. Will you or won't you? Yes, sir. All right. All right. Proverbs 17, 22. Now, if you don't have a Bible, you can raise your hands and our ushers will get you a Bible. The scriptures will be on the screens, but it's good to have a Bible and turn in the Bible. We still believe in the Bible here. And so uh, it's just something good about, I think, opening the Bible. Now, you might have the Bible on your phone. That's fine. Or your little iPod or pad or whatever it is. That's fine. But just uh, I think it's important to turn for yourself and look the Scriptures up. Don't you think? Amen. So Proverbs 17.22. Have you found that yet? Now, what does that say? It says, a merry heart. Is that what your Bible says? I use the New King James Version. A merry heart does good like what? Medicine. Like medicine. A merry heart does good like medicine. Now, you said you'd stick with me all the way through here today, right? Yes, sir. All right. I'm going to hold you to that, especially in the first few minutes here. A merry heart does good like what? Medicine. medicine. Now, back in the 1970s, there was a game show called Make Me Laugh. Anybody remember Make Me Laugh? How many remembers Make Me Laugh? 
I'm going to title this message today, Make Me Laugh. Real loud say, Make Me Laugh. Make Me Laugh. laugh. Now, the premise of that game show was that a contestant had to survive for three minutes with three comedians. One at a time, each comedian in that one minute trying to make the contestant laugh. If the contestant laughed while the time clock was running, they lost. But if they survived the comedians, they would win a prize. Now, I want to show you a clip so you can get the idea of this game show in case you've never heard of it. Now, the sound isn't very good on this clip, but I think you'll get the idea just by watching the clip. And it's just a couple of minutes. So let's just watch it. And, 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 and you'll get the idea. <laughs> all right. Well, let's all stand. We're going to dismiss the service. Huh? Well, you got your laugh, didn't you? Oh, you're not standing up on me. Aren't you ready to go home? You got your laugh? Oh, that's not what you came for. You're a good group of people. You're not going to leave until you get what you came for. I'm so proud of you that you didn't stand up. There's a lot of churches. I'm not here to criticize churches today. Our pastors. But that is much what church life has become in this land today. There's nothing wrong with that show as I knew it, laughing. But it is wrong when that is all that a church service consists of. I'm not going to stop until somebody says amen beyond what I had there. I'm going to give you another chance. There's nothing wrong with that, that game show. I, I laughed. At it. But it is wrong when that is all that a church service consists of. Amen. If I would have dismissed you and I tried to dismiss you, you wouldn't leave. That's, that's good. You would have left without the Word of God being taught. Well, you'd have had one scripture, but you would have had that. See, what we saw up there, that's not what church should be all about. I almost feel not right about showing that in here this morning. I I didn't feel right about putting a watermelon up here. But I believe I got my point across. That if, and, and you need to realize that that's what a lot of, I'm talking big, massive, mega churches, that's, that's what you got. I had one of the leaders of one of the largest uh, organizations in the land that preaches. Actually, they're, they're on television. And said that we have to entertain the people. If we don't entertain them, they won't come back.
See, if you'd have left just a moment ago, you'd have left without the Word of God being taught. You would have left feeling empty. Is that right? Empty, is that right? Wouldn't you have felt empty? You've got to laugh, but you're leaving empty. See, that's one of the main reasons the United States is in the mess that it's in. Because so many pastors have left teaching the Word of God and teaching good doctrine of the Word of God and are trying to entertain Christians and make them laugh. I'm not here today to make you laugh. We can have fun around the Word of God, but that's not why I'm here. I'm not, a, I'm not an entertainer. I'm not here to make you laugh. I'm here to teach you the Word of God. And it's really sad because my wife and I have heard this over the years where people will go to a church where it's all about making people laugh and entertaining them. And we'll talk to the people and they'll say, wow, I went up to such and such church and, and I got to see somebody swallow a sword. I got to see somebody eat some fire. I got to see somebody lay on a bed of nails. Folks, it, church is supposed to be more than that. Is that right? And... The United States is in the mess it's in because pulpits have stopped teaching the Word of God, preaching the Word of God under the anointing of the power of the Spirit of God and has been reduced down to a bunch of make-me-laugh services. And so the home falls apart because the Word of God isn't being taught. And then ultimately it gets through and the people that are voted into Washington are voted in there not based on the Word of God. They're voted in based on... All kinds of different things. And then you got the country in a mess. The answer is not in the White House. The answer is not in the Congress. The answer lies in the pulpits of America. Preaching and teaching the word of God under the power of the Holy Ghost. And people heeding that word and living it. Can you say amen? amen? I want to encourage you to come next week. I think next week, the week before the 4th of July, I'm going to teach a message that's probably going to be one of the most important messages I've ever taught concerning this nation and where this nation stands. It's going to be prophetic in nature, and I I hope you're able to come and hear what the Spirit of God, I believe, is saying about this nation. But, but, But the nation lay in the state it's in because services, church services, have been reduced to make me laugh. You know, the history of laughing in the church as I know it, I remember back many years ago that, you know, everything was going along just, just right fine and the power of God was flowing and this goes back into the, into the early, I guess late, late 80s, early 90s, the power of God was flowing and the word of God was being taught and the power was flowing because the word of God was being taught. And all of a sudden, there came this quote unquote laughing movement. Anybody remember that? And uh, in the process of time, if you study it the way I've studied it, you would see that ministers would walk around and they'd go trying to get people to laugh. And, And if they wouldn't laugh, they'd try to lay hands on them to get them to laugh. And churches, uh, 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 one guy said the church is, is now a Holy Ghost drunk fest. I don't agree with that, dear friends. Drunkenness is condemned in Scripture. I said drunkenness is condemned in Scripture. I said drunkenness is condemned in Scripture. Did you hear what I just said? The Bible says we're supposed to be of what? Sober mind. Is that right? 
And, and in the process of time, I watched that. And uh, uh, services were reduced down to nothing more than just a bunch of laugh, laughing fests and make me laugh and all of that kind of stuff. And, and, and it was so fleshly. It was so fleshly. I'm all for having a good time. I just wanted to be in line with the Word of God. How about you? But those things became so fleshly and, 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 and just a bunch of hilarity and a bunch of foolishness. And, and uh, people, I saw one guy bouncing around like this one time, you know, like he was on a pogo stick. I mean, I mean, there's no place for that kind of stuff in the house of God. Did you hear me? I said, did you hear what I just said? And... Um, uh, just just a bunch of tomfoolery, so to speak. You know what I mean by that? Just a bunch of foolishness. And, and even to the point where demonic stuff got involved. Did you hear what I just said? And, and what that did is that, that ultimately, uh, the, the, the churches that yielded themselves over to that sort of thing are just today, they're just a mere skeleton of what, what they were back, back before that. Did you hear what I just said? Just a mere skeleton. It destroyed and it, 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 it destroyed many churches. Because while people were dancing around and laughing and going on like fools, I'm all for having a good time in the Lord now. But the Word of God stopped being taught and you just had a problem. And then when uh, pastors saw, oops, that's, that's, that's not working. We can't do that no more. So now we've come over on to where it's what you saw up here today. A bunch of, you know, make me laugh stuff. Make me laugh. I've got to make people laugh. Entertain people. Tell jokes. I'm all for telling a joke. I'll tell a joke now and then. But you shouldn't come just to hear my joke. You should come to hear the word of God. Amen? You know? And, uh, and there's nothing wrong with having a prop once in a while in a service. I'm, I'm not against that. But when, but when props become the main focus of a service there's there's something wrong I, I, last time i checked i thought jesus was supposed to be the main focus of a service is that is that right did you hear what i just said and so we've come over now so many where it's just a bunch of make me laugh and let's tell a joke let's have a bunch of you know like what we saw here this morning let's dismiss and go home no 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 that's not what that's i tell you what that's not what this church is going to do and if all I have is my wife to preach to, then I'll preach to her, bless God. But we're not going to have the tomfoolery stuff. We're going to have the Word of God. Did, did you hear me? Now, we opened with a scripture that said, Proverbs, uh, Proverbs 17, 22 says, A merry heart does good like what? Like medicine. But let's put that in context with Proverbs 4. Go back to Proverbs 4. And let's, let's, let's get this in context with Proverbs 4. A merry heart does good like medicine. Proverbs 4 and 20 says this. My son, give attention to what? To my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them, and what? And health to all their flesh. Now, health to all their flesh, or we could say medicine to all their flesh. Now, what was medicine to their flesh? What was health to their flesh? What was it? The Word of God, right? Doesn't it say in verse 20, it's the Word of God? 
Now I want you to get this. Verse 20 says, my son, give attention to what? To my words. And then in verse 22, it says, their life to those who find them and what? And health to all their flesh. But yet Proverbs 17:22 says, a merry heart does good like medicine. Well, let's put those two scriptures together. You see, the merry heart that affects your body like medicine is a merry heart that comes from the word of God. Did you get what I just said? You see, the the merry heart that produces medicine to your flesh is a merry heart that comes from the word of God. It's not a merry heart that comes from somebody telling a joke. It's not a merry heart from somebody showing make me laugh clip up there. It's not a merry heart by somebody having a prop or a this or a that, making everybody feel entertained and laughed. See, there's nothing wrong with that kind of laughter. I'm all for that kind of laughter. But that kind of laughter does not produce a, a merry heart that produces medicine. The merry heart that produces medicine is a merry heart that comes from the Word of God. Did you hear what I just said? Nothing wrong with laughing, nothing wrong with being entertained, nothing going wrong, wrong with, there's nothing wrong with enjoying the make me laugh. Nothing wrong with that, but, but that's not the kind of laughter that produces the merry heart that produces medicine. It's the word of God that produces the merry heart that produces medicine. That's why I'm a stickler for teaching the word of God. Let the word of God make your heart merry, and then that merry heart does what? It, it affects your body like a medicine. Amen? See, God wants you to have joy. He just wants you to have His joy. See, there's the joy of the Lord and there's the joy of the world. Now, there's nothing wrong with with the joy of the world. You know what I mean by that? Somebody telling a clean joke. Notice I said a clean joke. Or a clean, funny story. Nothing wrong with going to a, a, a clean entertainment show or something like that and laughing nothing wrong with that but that's the joy of the world and there's nothing wrong with that but but that's not the kind of joy that produces good in your life it's the joy of the lord that produces good in your life and the joy of the lord comes from the word of god amen Now, why does God want us to have his joy? Well, it's very simple. We won't turn to all of these, but, but, but we could, and I'll put them on my blog on the Internet so you can get these scriptures and look at them. But uh, the joy of the Lord is our strength. It didn't say the joy of the world was our strength. It said the joy of the Lord is our strength. But that's joy produced by the word of God. God wants us to have his joy because it's the way out of bondage. The Bible says he brought his people out of bondage with joy and gladness. But it was joy and gladness produced by his word and his commandments. You see, God wants us to have his joy because it's the only way to endure hardship and tests and trials. The Bible says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. See, if you want to make it through the trials and the tests of life, you're going to need the joy of the Lord. It's your strength, you see. 
How many of you want to finish your race in life? The race that God has assigned to you. Well, the only way you're going to be able to do it is with joy. The Apostle Paul said that, that the Holy Spirit testified in every city saying that chains and tribulations await me. He says, none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself so that I may finish my race with joy. See, Paul, the Apostle, went through a lot of, a lot of uh, tough things, but he said himself that he finished his course, he finished his race with joy. Real loud, say, with joy. Say it again, with joy. joy. See, it's with joy, but it's joy produced by the Word of God. Not joy produced by the things of this world. Somebody today may say, well, I, well, I, don't, I, just, I don't have any joy. Well, look at Acts, the 8th chapter and the 5th verse. Look at this. Acts, the 8th chapter and the 5th verse. Notice this. Acts 8 and 5 says, Philip went down to the city of Samaria and told them jokes. Philip went down to the city of Samaria and told them funny stories. Philip went down to the city of Samaria and had a funny video clip for them. Oh, no. Well, that would really have been something back then, huh? That wasn't invented yet, videos. Philip went down to the city of Samaria and what? Preached Christ. Preached Jesus Christ to them. He went down to the city of Samaria and preached Jesus Christ. He preached Christ to them. That's what we need in this hour is some preachers that will stand up with some backbone and preach Christ again. Amen. And I know there are a lot of them that do, but there's far more that don't. We need the preaching of Christ from pulpits. Amen. That Jesus Christ saves. Jesus Christ heals. Jesus Christ baptizes in the Holy Ghost. Jesus Christ can get you out of the mess. Get you out of the mess you're in. Amen. He went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the multitude with one accord. Now here's the, here's the key. Now get this, they heeded the things spoken by Philip. See, the preaching of Christ won't do any good if the people won't hear it and believe it. Did you, did you get that? So he went and preached Christ and they heeded the things spoken by Philip. Hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. Uh oh, you want healing? You want miracles? You want the power of God in manifestation? Then you need preaching of Christ, preaching of the word. Amen. For unclean spirits, crying with a loud voice, came out of many who were possessed, and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. How many would like a piece of that action? Amen. We've seen much of that around here over the, over the many years. Why is it? Because we've preached Christ. We've preached the Word of God. We stay on the Word of God, you see. And notice verse 8. And there was what? What was in that city then? Was it just joy or great joy? 
How many of you want some great joy? If you want some great joy, then listen to the preaching of Christ and heed the things that are spoken from the Word of God. The power of God will flow and there will be great joy in that city. See, what happened in that city is, is, is there was a revival in that city and people that didn't know Jesus, they repented of their sins and they made Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of their life. And when you make Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your life, the joy of God is deposited on the inside of you, you see. And then you'll have joy. Realize, say joy. joy. Have joy, you see. Amen. And so if you're here today and you've, uh, you've made Jesus the Lord of your life, you've got joy in there. It's one of the fruit of the Spirit, the Bible says. The fruit of the Spirit is love, and then the second one is joy, and so on. There's nine fruit, but the second one is joy. So you say, well, I don't have any joy, Pastor. Well, if you're saved, if you're a Christian, then there's joy on the inside of you. It's there, whether you realize it or not. But you also need to understand this. The book of Joel says that joy can wither. It can wither. David, King David, after he had sinned, cried out to God after the prophet Nathan came and spoke to him about his sin. He repented and he cried out to God and he said, God, restore unto me the joy of your salvation. See, when David sinned, he didn't lose his salvation, but he lost the joy of it. I think there's a lot of Christians in that place today where they've been tampering with sin and the things of this world and You wonder why there's no joy. Sin will take your joy away from you. Sin will rob you of your joy. I said it will take your joy away. But I tell you what, David said, restore to me the joy of your salvation. And God did that. Let me tell you what, if joy has withered away from you and you need it restored, there's good news. You can get it back. Amen. Or let me say it another way. It's not a matter of getting it back. But if it's withered and it's at a low level, you can get that level back up high. How many of you like to leave here with a high joy level today? You get that. You get it back. You get it back. I just sense by the Spirit of God, there's some people here today that, 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 you know, it's just like barely making it day to day. Barely making it day to day. Barely making it day to day. How am I going to get through another day? Well, you've lost your strength. Why have you lost your strength? Because the joy has withered away. And the joy of the Lord is your strength. How do you get it back? Well, we're going to go watch Make Me Laugh. No, you don't go. No, no. Say no, 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 no. No, no, no. Don't go watch Make Me Laugh. You want the joy of the Lord back. You're not going to get it back from watching Make Me Laugh and watching Gallagher smash watermelons. You're going to get the joy of the Lord back by the Word of God. You're going to get the the joy of the Lord back full in your life by the Word of God. Not by some preacher standing up with no anointing, telling you jokes and telling you stories. You're going to get the joy of the Lord back by the preaching of Christ and the hearing of the Word of God. Can you say amen? Let me show it to you here. A few scriptures. 1 John 1, 4. Go there quickly. 1 John 1, 4. 1 John 1, 4. 1 John 1, 4. How can you get this joy of the Lord back at a full measure in your life? Look at 1 John 1, 4. Notice, and these things we write. 
W-R-I-T-E, write. That means written. The written word. And these things we write to you that your joy may be what? That your joy may be full. So we see the written word plays a big part in your joy being full. You need to be spending time during the week reading the word, studying the word. You need to, somebody said, well, I just don't have time to do that. Dear friends, that's been your whole problem. Uh, uh, you, 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 well, I just don't have time to study. No, you don't have time not to study the Word of God. Well, you can't afford to study. No, you can't afford not to study. That's been your whole problem all along. You've been putting the Word of God last. Put the Word of God first. Did you hear what I just said? Put it first. Spend time in the Word every day. Now, I realize you may not be able to spend three or four or five hours every day. But how many of you know that a five-minute shower can make a whole lot of difference in the way you smell? Is that right? And the Bible is the Word of God is likened unto water or water is likened unto the, to the Word of God. If you just spent five minutes a day, that could make a big difference in your life. Just like a five-minute shower can make a big difference in the way you smell. Right? Five minutes in the Word of God a day, that'd sure beat nothing, wouldn't it? Spend more if you can, but if you're at zero minutes a day, just spend a couple minutes a day. Start out there, and you'll see that that written word will begin to produce the joy of the Lord, and your strength will start coming back, and your reason for living will start coming back. I perceive by the Spirit of God, there's some people here today, a few people, you've just lost any reason to live. But let me tell you what, Jesus is a reason to live, and you can get that reason to live back if you'll put the Word of God first place in your life. Amen. The written word. Now look at John 15:11. John 15:11. Let's turn there. John 15:11. John 15:11. John 15:11. We've talked about the written word. Now notice what Jesus says, our Lord and Savior and Master. Notice what he says here in John 15:11. These things have I have I have I spoken to you well he's speaking the word to him isn't he these things have i spoken to you that my joy see the joy of the lord that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be what full that comes from the spoken word remember philip went down and he preached christ unto them See, there's, there's a, a part that the written word has to play in joy, and there's a part that the spoken word. That's one of the reasons you need to come to church on a, on a regular basis, to hear the word of God. Notice I said the word of God, not jokes and funny stories, but the word of God being preached under the anointing of God, because it has everything in the world to do with you having the joy of the Lord in your life, you see. Did you hear what I just said? So there's the written word, there's the spoken word and then notice psalm 1611 let's go there psalm 1611 the spoken word the written word and now notice psalm 1611 notice this psalm 1611 do you have that notice what the bible says you will show me the path of life in your presence, talking about in the presence of God, in your presence is what? Is fullness of joy. 
at your right hand, but the right hand of God is Jesus, are pleasures forevermore. But notice, you will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. Well, how do you have fullness of joy? Well, there's the written word, there's the spoken word, and then there's something about getting in the presence of God that will produce fullness of joy. Amen? Say the written word, the spoken word, and the presence of God will produce fullness of joy. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. I think we need to say that again. Say, say the written word, the spoken word, and the presence of God will produce the joy of the Lord. And the joy of the Lord is my strength. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Now, did you get anything out of this today? Now, if you'll check your spirit out. You'll see that it's just about time to leave. Amen? So you can stand with me now. Let's see if you'll stand up now. Oh, there they are. They're going to go. All right. Good. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Now, see, now we leave. Now you don't feel like you're leaving empty. You feel like you got something, I trust. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. But you see now, just checking in my spirit. See, just in my spirit. Nothing spooky dooky here. Just in my spirit. We're just not quite ready. We're going to dismiss here just shortly, but just not quite yet. Just not quite yet. The Spirit of God is just not quite done just just yet. Almost, but not quite. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Just raise your voice right where you are and just praise Him. Just praise Him. Just where you are. Just praise Him just for a moment. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We bless your holy name. We bless you. We praise you. We honor you. We know where two or three are gathered together. There you are in the midst. Your word has gone forth here today. There's been the written word, Lord. There's been the spoken word. We're here in your presence. So there's fullness of joy available. Hallelujah. Praise God. And as people heed the word of God. Heed the word of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. The fullness of joy will be there. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. 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 The presence of God. The presence of God was present to heal. The presence of God was present to heal. The presence of God was present to heal. Amen. The presence of God is here today to heal you. To heal you. To heal you. Now, I'm not going to call you up here to lay hands on you. I could. That's one way you minister healing is through the laying on of hands. But Jesus said that he sent the word and and healed. Well, the Old Testament said he sent the word and healed. Jesus would send the word at times and heal people. Remember that? Amen? So if you're here today, I'm going to speak the word of healing to you. And you right where you are, right where you're at, when I release the power of God, you just receive it. Well, how do I receive it? You just believe it. That's how you receive things in the spirit realm. Just believe it. Accept it. Believe it. And let the power of God go into you. It will bring about healing and a cure. 
If you need healing today, get ready. The power of God's coming your way. Are you ready? Are you ready? In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the head of the church, I rebuke sickness and disease. Sickness and disease leave these people's body. Now I release the healing power of God. I send the word of God. By his stripes you're healed. Now in Jesus' name, be healed. Praise God. Now receive that. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now rejoice that you're healed. Amen. Hallelujah. And operate in conjunction with good hospitals, doctors, and medicines. I believe in those too. Hallelujah. Amen. A good doctor will confirm the healing power of God. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. And I heard the Spirit of God say, now it's time to go out with joy. And to be led forth with peace. Go out with joy. And be led forth with peace. Go out with joy and be led forth with peace. And so you'll go out with my joy, says the Spirit of the Lord. Not the joy that the world has to offer. Not the joy that came from a funny story or a joke or a rhyme or a riddle. But you'll go out now with the joy of the Lord because it's my joy, because it's been produced by my word, by my written word, by my spoken word, and by my presence. And you'll go out now with the joy of the Lord. You'll be led forth with peace. And that joy of mine will be your strength. And your life will be better. And those you come in contact with will be strengthened as well. That's what the Spirit of God was saying. So believe it, receive it, raise your hands in the presence of God and just thank Him for that. Hallelujah. And He didn't be obedient to it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 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 Now right before we're dismissed, there'll be men and women standing up here in the front. If you're here today, now listen carefully, and you've never repented of your sins and placed your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, I want to tell you, there's a heaven above, there's a hell beneath. The only way to miss hell and make heaven is to turn from your sin, repent of it, and come to Jesus Christ and invite Him into your life. He loves you. He died on the cross for you. He was raised from the dead for you. So you You come before you leave here today. If you've never accepted Jesus into your heart, you come right when I dismiss. Make your way up here to the front and get with one of these nice people that will be up here and say, Hey, I want to accept Jesus into my heart. Do that today. The joy of the Lord will come. You'll become a Christian. You'll be saved. You'll miss hell. You'll make heaven. And you'll have the life of God deposited in you. The victory will be yours. Hallelujah. So do that before you leave today. Now tell somebody the joy of the Lord is is your strength and you can be dismissed. God bless you.